Falcons. I had one last night because I was at the opera. So. Did you see Versalca? Was it good? Were you late? Never. Did anyone unwrap any goddamn candies in the vicinity of your area? Oh, <laughs> I'm so triggered when yes. I'm at the opera every time. <laughs> one girl was like conducting with her hand. I wanted to slap the shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can see that. I need blinders, like a horse. Sure. So I can't get distracted. And then I actually bring earplugs sometimes because if someone's doing something ongoing, I'm like, just put one in. And then I'm like, now I can enjoy. It sounds insane, but it's all about no, all compromise. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I don't like being that annoyed <laughs> by you it. freak out during Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella, I can't even imagine during an opera. Because Cinderella was like, meant nothing to us. And he was still, he was like, don't do that. Must do it right now. Yeah. <laughs> so was some girl like getting out of candy or I don't know what she was doing. You're like, can, shots, can, you not, like can you not do that? Time <laughs> and place. You know when you're going to need one. Nerds. Drunk nerds. Drunk. These are the voyages. <laughs> Drunk Drunkest nerds in Toronto. <laughs> this time on the popular Parallax. Let's see what's out there. Engage. Star Trek, I'm so ready. I've been waiting for this episode for three years! <laughs> Here we go! Star Trek, the next generation. Hi, Nancy. Hey, Jer-Jer. How's it going? <laughs> I'm, no, I'm fine. I'm so excited. <laughs> It's flu season. I think it's catching up with me. Oh yeah, me too. I'm on Cotylenol cold right now. <laughs> Coding. So I would be right now. normal sure. for this episode yeah. and not cough. And then you need all that coke to balance it out. So yeah. things are going to be great. Your heart's just going to give out at any point. It's racing right now. <laughs> Beads of sweat forming on my forehead. I know that's me. Not unlike some kind of empathetic dream about an old couple dancing around a musical box over and over again. The references are endless. <laughs> Get ready. Because folks. this show is so much and such a favorite, I brought in extra backup to talk about it, which is a guest that we've mentioned on the show many a time, and now he's here, the secret nerd Don of the Supermodel. <laughs> Welcome Don of the Supermodel! <laughs> Hello. Fresh off a of Call Me By Your Name summer. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Insanely jealous. How are you doing? I am good. I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm interested to see what we come up with and I already know what we're going to disagree about. So that's yeah. not going to be a Get set up. Yeah. For fighting. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Oh, I don't know. I'm in school taking design stuff and being inspired by Star Trek. Yes. Quite a lot, actually. That's amazing. Yeah, I, yeah that, that's fair. There's a lot of really incredible design on the show. Yeah, and we actually have like set design courses and stuff at school that you can take. It is definitely an industry that people go into from my program. Yeah, you get the practical application and the also Yes. Creative. Well, welcome. We're very happy to have you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So I'm kind of, um, I'm feeling like the kid. It's my first year at the adult table. I'm yes. just hoping I don't embarrass mom and say something <laughs> stupid. You will. <laughs> <laughs> Please call me out on it and ship me back to the kids' table at any point. It's not Degrassi, the next generation. See, that's, yeah. That's a low blow. <laughs> It's where we started. That's how it happened. Season two, Jericho was like, do you want to do a TNG episode? And I said, uh, my childhood, everything I related to through my teens. Yes, absolutely. Let's start with the simplest episode where... <laughs> You're like, Drake? Is it Drake? <laughs> and she said, you can get out and you're fired. And I'm talking about Star Trek, you inseparable dickhead. We were talking about Max Headroom. And you didn't know what that was. Oh so I God. said, remember the time travel episode, right? We all remember it. But yeah, he was Drake on goes it. Back in time. And, he, and you were <laughs> like, exactly. And you were like, what? Drake? Is it Drake? And I was like, what? And then I realized you were talking about two totally different things when I said TNG. Equally great shows. Equally but like great. Different sides of the sort of cultural spectrum <laughs> we'll in terms of respectability. To, we'll have to take your word on that. Yeah. 
Or you could watch all 700 seasons and it never ends. I'm really excited to let you both just like dive in. I know you're big fans of this show. It's a huge, especially well, for Jerrica, I, I didn't know It's a cultural zeitgeist. Absolutely. Yes, yes. <laughs> In and of itself. Yeah. It's something that, it's weird, I don't feel like it's something I wear on my sleeve, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's not. It's just like, it's just like, it's never been something that I wanted to physically identify myself with. <laughs> that I've been compelled to, you know. Shame. <laughs> um, and you will lose the trivia portion of this episode. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> um, so let's start out with just some basic TNG facts. Started in 1987. Ran through 1994. So let's talk about that. How did you get into it? Let's start with you, Jerrica. When uh, when did you get into TNG? I did start watching it the first year it was on, but I don't remember. I remember seeing Encounter at Farpoint later and being like, huh, <laughs> huh. So I, I feel like the first episode I saw was like one of the first ones, but not that. Is it the first one, Encounter at Farpoint? Is it the first episode? The Encounter at Farpoint, it's a double episode. Right, and okay. And it is nuts. Troy's crying the whole time because she's literally empathetic. Like, anything you feel, she feels. Right. It's, it's tough to, to mo- and Riker is, well, he needed work. They all did. <laughs> Maybe the first one I saw, it's coming back to me, was the, <laughs> the horrifying... African settlement, let's fight to the death with Tasha yeah. and oh. that other lady. And I was like, oh yeah, metal stabby hands. And sort of missed the other overlying problems of it, which was that it was like a 40s tribal Africa thing. Yeah, it was not. That went over my head yeah. as a like a nine-year-old. But uh, really? I did start watching it after that because I liked the fighting and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was you like, were... You were gonna hey, disappoint. How often on TV did you see two ladies fighting where they didn't weren't like naked? In a pit of like in a, mud. Yeah. It was so more was like spirited was... gymnastics on a playground. It was, fighting, but, but, but still you're, you're right. Still. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's fair. I just remember the sleeve she wore with like all the spikes coming yeah, out of the face. Like, yeah. And Taj is like, I'm the worst security guard in the world. I'm a cheater. <laughs> you're like, okay, girl. It's great when you're the head of security and you look terrified at all times. <laughs> That's a like default expression. Well, that was the sad thing is that she never really got it. Her character never got a chance no. to evolve the way the other ones. But did. I also think she was fairly poor. I really liked her. She may have been, but there was something about it for me that really worked. The concept of it worked. I guess what I'm thinking of is I think the first one where she came back was probably. Yesterday's Enterprise. That's right. And when that little dimension shift happens and and it pans up to her, it was just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. It's so cool. It was yeah. just this when you get to do this thing that you never thought was going to be possible and then you're like, Oh my god, there is a way to explore this this other avenue and isn't this interesting? And I think she's effective and something interesting I learned is that she was originally cast as Deanna Troy and Marina Sirtis was originally cast as Tasha. Yeah. Because they wanted like, sort of a, a Greek <laughs> Bulldog, kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort and then of like they a, were like, wait, you're too hot. Hang, Let's hold switch this around. At, yeah, at the beginning, Marina, a little rough, but well, she really grew into Marina that Marina knew and how like... to not quit a show. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Was... Like, don't quit. Oh, is that what um, happened? She quit? Yes. Oh. So she's damn lucky. They were like, hey, do you want to come back? And she's like, oh, yeah, I just realized I can't get anything because I'm not that great. Um, you haven't seen Pet Cemetery? <laughs> Stand or, corrected. Or yeah. Dolly Dearest? Yeah, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> is that a she Mommy had, Dearest sequel? No, she, like had some, she had some horror films she was in. I mean, Pet yeah. Cemetery was huge, but Dolly yes. Dearest was. And she had more, she's done more recent ones too, actually. But again, she sort of ended up in that B-list horror yeah. genre. No? Bing Crosby's granddaughter. I know. Yeah. Didn't know that. That will only get you so far. (laughs) So let's, what about yourself? How did you start watching the show? The first time I can actually remember watching anything was the last episode. And I remember my parents were watching it and we didn't have cable. So everything was always like fuzzy and blurry on the televisions because this was in like the 40s. So, (laughs) but I remember that being on, but then I think I started watching them when they were just on in syndication really really enjoying them and they'd be on late at night and it was just this sort of atmosphere about it for me which i don't know probably added to the uh, compelling nature of it for me do you think 
you should have uh, an understanding of the, the original series before going into TNG, or do you think it stands alone and you can just start right there? I mean, I think it can stand alone. I don't think it hurts to know what the other show is. Sure. Because they, I guess the longer the show went in, the less afraid they were to try to, try to tie it together a little bit. At first, they were just copying it. Like, the first season is so old school and so sexist, because it's literally the old show. Yeah. That they just took it, and they were like, made these people do these old plot lines. But then as the show got more sophisticated, they turned into their own thing, but they weren't as afraid to mention something that happened or bring somebody on, like they brought Spock on at one point. Well, even in the first episode, McCoy, uh, McCoy shows up. In it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about this today, actually, because I don't really have an appreciation for the original series. I do want to go back and watch it sort of completely. Obviously, it helped with having an established audience. And so I think that it owed a lot to it at the beginning. And then as it went on, when they did decide to bring people back, it's almost like they deigned to do it. <laughs> it was That's like, right. you know, and yeah. one of the reasons it is so successful was because of its predecessor, even if they ended up being completely different things. Move to intercept. Aye, sir. Sir, the vessel has already changed course to intercept us. Approaching at warp 9.3. Entering visual range. On screen. Magnify. Mr. Wolf, dispatch a subspace message to Admiral Hansen. We have engaged the Borg. And I mean, I clearly remember a space of time from about its fourth season to the end where it was one of the most popular mainstream shows. It wasn't yeah. like now where it's like this like space channel or whatever. We didn't have that. Mm -hmm. It was on regular TV and everybody was going nuts. Like it wasn't just like nerds or it was just like a full primetime show. Yeah. That's interesting. That's very Game of Thrones actually. There you go. Yeah. Because like you think like it had that pop ten kind years of ago or whatever. Castles and Dragons, are you kidding me? Yeah. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's funny reading about how there was so much reverence for the original series and so many of the actors had trepidation about signing on because they're like it's not gonna work it's not oh no star trek was, was star trek like oh, yeah. patrick stewart he's like i'm not unpacking like this shit is not lasting <laughs> yeah. longer than a year like yeah. i know i know i'm gonna get some money i'm gonna go back to england and do some more shakespeare like yeah. that's what this is and then it, it's turned into from an outside perspective, what I see is like the most revered of every iteration of Star Trek. It ended up being very special, yeah. probably because of a number of conditions that I think that were imposed upon it by Gene Roddenberry. I mean, one of the most obvious ones, the main cast members weren't supposed to have any sort of like ongoing long-term conflict, right. um, which they threw out the window after a while. But also because I think just the cast happened to gel extremely Yeah, well. the cast had a chemistry, yeah. no matter how, there were varying levels of skill, but they worked together so well, and yeah. none of the other shows ever had that, mm -hmm. I don't think. So why do you think he implemented that utilitarian, like, we're, there's not going to be any, like, Data and Troy, like, drama? <laughs> <laughs> but there was. There <laughs> but for the first couple of seasons, like yeah. that, that, he, he was very, like, mm -hmm. from what I he read, very strict. He had this thing about this utopian future oh, where yeah. we'd all, like, learn how to work together with the cultures and yeah. genders and there weren't money problems and it was this whole, yeah. like, we're just here to improve our minds. Yeah. It was this real manifesto that made it difficult to write compelling stories. Yeah, I bet, yeah. For it's the writers. It's interesting to think about it in that way because I think probably at the time this idea of in the future we're all just going to get along was this really kind of unnuanced take on this is how we end racism and sexism and everything. It's just like we just pretend everything's the same and everything's equal and I get it like that's a sort of instinctual place to go. However, we know now the actual way to do that is to acknowledge differences and, and sort of like shortcomings and, and that it's not quite as clean cut is that yeah but you know i i get what he was trying to do in his way i think in a way it was supposed to, it's, it was almost cheating it was a shortcut saying like we've gone through all that already That's and good. now it's yeah. all fixed progress happened it We're happened there, no it did yeah. it happened because i but i, I like that too so i liked it too and i did find like i liked how they let 
you know, like, Troy was such a, like, girly girl with her makeup and her weird costume, but it didn't mean they didn't believe her when she would say something. I don't know, like, I always like that about the show, that they didn't say, like, the women have to be, like, G.I. Jane or something mm -hmm. to be yeah. taken mm -hmm. seriously. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of ideas on the show that, watching it now, keeping in mind that it's, it's set in the 80s, a lot of it's like, that's pretty progressive to talk about, you know, the, these big themes, because every episode has big themes, big ideas for the 80s. And I think it's interesting that, you know, because it was set in the 24th century, they can sort of afford, like, to present these ideas to an audience in a way that's, it's like, it's not today, I know, like, we're not here yet, but look, it's so easy to get there, it's like, no big deal, we can be transgender, we can be no gender, like, whatever. What are some examples that you find were successful in doing that, in, in sort of bringing up these ideas in a, a, a very futuristic time for a 1980s, 1990s audience, and what ones maybe weren't so successful? Does that question make sense? No? Well, sort of. I mean, I, I, think, think, I think almost everything they tried um, in the like the earlier shows was clumsy and is kind of embarrassing now when it was like like the, the 40s tribal Africa yeah. colony of you know what I mean yeah it's like and that's because a lot of the writers in the first season were the writers of the original show yeah. like they're old white guys you can tell on the show where that like at the third season I think or the there's a woman producer steps in and yeah, so, Patrick Stewart nearly married yeah but <laughs> but Look at the changes that happen. Suddenly, there are gray-haired people like running some of the consoles, and there's the women are like not so as like Barbieish, and right. they're different ages, and they're 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 different plot lines happening to our two very female caregiver main lady characters. Right. I think they start going, uh oh. <laughs> I think they like they knew part way through the show. They're like, we've made a mistake. Like, we've given both the women these caretaker roles. They never get to do anything really out front and center. So now we've got to make it happen. Right. And then you start getting these stories like everybody's down on the planet and Crusher has to, like, captain the ship yeah. with the skeleton crew. And those kinds of stories start happening. And that's only because the writing and producing team became more mixed. Interesting. Hmm. I And, you know, like, as... <laughs> I, I, you know, like, I've always gravitated toward the female characters more in, like, video games, in shows, or whatever. <clears throat> um, so I loved it when that stuff happened. Yeah, me I mean, too. like, one of my favorite episodes, even though it isn't, um, I wouldn't even say it's, like, a good episode, was Disaster. Because, oh, <laughs> like, and first of all, I had it on tape, so I watched it a billion yeah, times. Troy. Like on the bridge. Yes. Yeah. 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 And yeah. like they don't know if everyone else is dead or not. Like it's it's Troy and Ro having a power struggle on yeah, the bridge. Yeah. And Ro's just like this <laughs> bitch, right? <laughs> yeah. And Cole Meany's like, um. Actually, she wrote Ray yeah. 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 Um. So. And she's in her fucking blue spandex dress, right. which makes it even better. Right. Like she <laughs> looks like a cocktail. She was a hundred percent wearing the purple gray one in that. Oh, was she? Okay. I can tell you that I because love that I dress. remember the way her hair bounced <laughs> as she turned away from the children of Picard <laughs> as they went into the true. <laughs> lift because she kind of does this swing thing and it's yeah. like it's one of my favorite wigs yeah that is <laughs> so <laughs> yes and, and yeah exactly though she's you know basically this chick yeah on on in charge all of a sudden and she's realizes how little she knows and that later compels her to actually like take a bridge officer's test and like you know, and that happens to coincide with her wearing a uniform which is sort of separate but yeah but it's nice that they actually took something from that and then moved it forward but in this yeah it's like the the person in charge who was also a woman i think got killed and then uh, on the on the bridge at the right. time and then and then it ended up being this sort of power struggle between ro and indiana and so I, I just love that episode so much and that's kind of the best part like i'm not so interested in like keiko giving birth or whatever no nobody cares about yeah. that i like the i liked the kids with the captain and the lift of course that i was enjoyed good. that because when that show was on i was pretty close to those kids age right right that's why I mushrooms loved, and they special dirt and they can't that's why here. i loved rascals where they all turn into kids yeah. in the transporter accident they have this great kid that played picard 
Yes. And then the other three are pretty good, too. Yeah. But I remember watching it being so annoyed that they were being taken seriously. Right. And then even watching it again now, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, you know who it is. Like, right. why are you being weird? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's like... That's your wife. You just had sex with this morning. Yeah. No, but, you know, like, Picard would say, we're going to do this. And they're like, oh, what? And I'm like, you... They just said that it is really him. Like, I wouldn't be weird, right. but... That, and actually, that kid played his nephew, I That's think, right. in a previous episode. That's right. Previous... Rene. <laughs> later died, so... <laughs> yeah, so that was all for nothing. Yeah. That was one that I, I love. I love scenarios where things are, like, fucked up for a while, and then you have to kind of work them back to normal. Yeah, and they have those, like, fish-out-of-water type plot lines. There's certain types of episodes, right? There's these, like, fish-out-of-waters, there's these ship-in-the-bottles where nothing happens outside the ship because they're trying to save money, and then there's these big episodes where they have other sets and they're Mm -hmm. on location or something like that, and then there's these quirky episodes that are, like, the holodeck or, like, Q or some... Something stupid that you roll with because they're pretty good uh, actors. True Q. <laughs> true Q. Well, any of the Q episodes, really. You're yeah. like, oh, here we go. It's going to be one of these ones. So do you have a favorite type of episode? Like, in general, if you look at sort of your favorite episodes, do you prefer the fish out of water or over the bottle episodes? I find sometimes the greatest writing happens in those tight bottle episodes. For example, one of my favorites, Drumhead. Gene Simmons. Who is, like, comes from the line of Vivian Lee lookalikes like she's just but she was like she she won an Oscar for playing Ophelia with Olivier Mm. so here she is as a a retired admiral yes dressed in a dress that looks like a fish that is in the process of eating her yeah (laughs) it's gorgeous velvet thing she looks like a Disney cartoon like Snow White queen a little bit (laughs) yeah villain and the whole episode sort of eats in on itself into this she thinks there's this conspiracy and by the end we realize there is no conspiracy she's just questioning every person on the ship over and over and over Mm -hmm. gets down to the captain that episode what a scene. is yeah. another one of my favorites. Me too. Yeah. There's no money involved yeah. in this episode. It's yeah. like a great play in a studio. I would have to agree with you on the bottle episode front. Um, I think some of my favorite ones really are the bottle episodes. And there's something just about... The show is all is very like sort of slice of life, right? Like a lot of their journeys were just like ferrying ambassadors places you know it's not <laughs> yeah. it's not like they were constantly involved in some sort of intergalactic war but um this is just a fucking diplomatic episode that's all it is it's like someone's trying to ferry out there was an explosion which ended up being an accident and they're trying to find out if there's some conspiracy you were fortunate enough to have two tremendous actors in that patrick stewart and Gene simmons and that also i believe was the last episode that was scored by ron jones it's just so good and in fact one of my favorite quotes comes from that episode and it's where he quotes her father when he's on the stand and she's like you can't use my father's fucking quote against him you know there are some words i've known since i was a schoolboy. but the first link the chain is forged the first speech censured the first thought forbidden the first freedom denied chains us all irrevocably those words were uttered by Judge Aaron Sati as wisdom and warning. The first time any man's freedom is trodden on, we're all damaged. I fear that day. How dare you! You who consort with Romulans, invoke my father's name to support your traitorous arguments. It is an offense to everything I hold dear. And to hear those words used to subvert the United Federation of Planets. My father was a great man. His name stands for integrity and principle. You dirty his name when you speak it. And then it just ends and it just, you know, it doesn't have to come to any kind of huge conclusion because the entire thing. Well, there's another admiral that's come to watch what's going on and he just walks out. He doesn't say anything, he just walks out and you know it's over. It it concludes beautifully and and Worf, poor Worf, always the butt of the joke, always that, actually Worf, we're not going to do that, that's a terrible idea. You know, he sort of gets the wrap up at the very end. Yeah. It's like, I believed in her. Yeah. And, and because, I helped. I know, I know. <laughs> He's like, it's okay, dummy, don't worry yeah. about it. 
But I, well, I'll say two of my qu- favorite quotes. So mm-hmm. that one and the mm-hmm. second one where he says something along the lines of constant vigilance. I, that is yeah, the price I know, we pay. you say that all the time. I do. Donna. <laughs> and I know what it's from. Ha! What's the context for that quote? Constant, constant vigilance. That there's always someone ready to take advantage of any kind of, let's say, imperfect climate. Uh, and so we always have to be reevaluating what essentially the our baseline is because there are people who will try to adjust that baseline so you think things that you would have thought are crazy are not crazy and i feel like we're going through a lot of that right now it's like mccarthyism that's what it's really about is like some like i'm going to take advantage of this like say communist situation and i'm going to start questioning every single person yeah about who their contacts are what they've been doing that's exactly and it seems reasonable yeah, and everybody's, like, like going along with it. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So that's another reason, you know, like, that episode is just so perfect is because it is so smart and timeless because it is it is true. It's something we always have to be going back to. So what are some of your other favorite episodes? I'm going to I'm gonna mention my third yeah. favorite because I picked three. Okay. okay. Cause and effect. You yes, did was, say that. Sorry, I couldn't. There are a bunch that I like, and I settled on cause and effect. <laughs> you said cause and effect. Which is also another I just watched episode. that the other night, and I was like, damn, this is a good Okay, and I had trouble, and I know we're not going to see eye to eye on this, but that's fine. I really like Beverly-centered episodes, and a bunch of them happen to be bottle episodes as well. But this one, it's so interesting for a number of reasons. They they go through the same sequence of events basically like five times or something like that. It's interesting because they have to figure out how to film it differently each time, or how to like make different cues happen in different ways so that, that it's not like repetitive. I think it's something they could never have asked for the audience of like in the second or third season. Like you have to be patient. You were sitting it out. The yeah. same things happening. The same sequence of events is happening like for ten minutes. Yeah over and over again okay it's very good and it's but again it's just like if you think about it in its entirety the entire thing probably ho- happens over the span of like 10 hours yeah or, or less yeah, it's a day you or know less. it just happens to repeat and, and not that much happens really is the one they sort of like get out of one skirmish and that's it well there's one catastrophic event well, yes, and but then it, it resets. It starts off with the destruction of the ship, essentially, and then it keeps going back and repeating where the events leading up to that destruction. Very cool. Yeah, okay. but okay. it keeps getting destroyed, and it keeps getting destroyed, and so eventually they something happens with the fact that they're sort of like wearing out this piece of carpet in space, uh, this in uh, space time, as they're going through it, where they start to recognize or feel patterns. They, it's um, like feeling deja vu. They're yeah. like, I feel like I've done this before. Right. Okay. You haven't. Yeah. But they have. And then yeah. they figure out how to like send messages into the future. You gotta take a big leap in terms of, first of all, their technology and their conjecture. But I go with it because it's awesome. It's Beverly focused. It's mostly about her experience and she's the one who seems to be first noticing these things. And I also love that it starts out with them playing poker. It's one of these intimate Where they things. they can use the poker game yeah. for the story because they're always yeah. playing poker and it's mm-hmm. always just this thing. And in this, it actually matters. Yeah. Yeah. Keep dealing, Data. Eight. Ace? A queen. You're going to give me a queen. And you're going to get a four. Deal, Data. But no one has bet. Forget the bet. Just deal. Ten. Seven. Queen. Nine. Jack. Four. Deuce. Six. This is highly improbable. How did we know? Wait. Crusher to sickbay. Sickbay here. Is Commander LaForge there? No, Doctor, he's not. Wait a minute. He just came in. I have such a... <laughs> she's amazing but who has to save them good old data as I know. always I, know. I mean five yeah. percent of the time he's trying to kill everybody but the rest <laughs> of the time he's saving everybody it's true it's true it's and true. i will tell you one of my third favorite episodes Please. which is an insane data episode he's is one it, of my favorites I'm gonna, can, I, can i guess is it data's day no oh it's masks captain captain I've been waiting for you. You should feel honored. I don't usually wait for anyone. 
What is it you want? Masaka is waking. Are you Masaka? I am not Masaka. I am Ehat. What have you done to Commander Data? Commander Data? You mean the one who was here? Yes. He's gone. Who can say where? Best friend Spire and you say, hey, um, can you play 20 parts this week? He's like, let's party. Oh my god. And you get the craziest yeah. one-man show. <laughs> they have this float, they find this ancient, like, floating archive in space that just, like, clamps on to the Enterprise, like, with, like, tractor beam. They call Counselor Troy, like, she can do anything. It's a mechanical failure. And they're like, <laughs> right. call a shrink. <laughs> and, of course, she comes down, and he's like, you're a goddess, you're my god. And I'm like, I can get into this. And then ten <laughs> seconds later, he's like, now I'm a little girl. And you're like, what is going on? <laughs> like, it is, it is the greatest episode. The whole ship turns into, like, a fucking floating swamp. And then <clears> at the end, all... <laughs> have to do is fix it is that patrick has to become like the king right and Dave's quite like the queen and he has to say you have to settle down and she's like okay and it finishes right yes <laughs> <laughs> literally yes queen yes <laughs> so. he was totally unafraid to do anything and sometimes it doesn't work but he, they would just be like you're gonna do this and he'd be like okay i don't think he was phenomenal as an actor. I do. Uh, I thought he was amazing. I liked him as Data. Yeah. When he did other stuff, though, I found it a little, I don't know, on or something. There was something about it that I just wasn't quite buying it. But it's also really hard. It was really very theatrical. Yes. I really thought that, like, Stuart was, like, the main thing holding up the show. Yeah, but I anger. thought Brent was right there. Yeah. Okay. Because they used him so heavily. <laughs> And as, you're right, when he had to do other person, which was crazy, right. they, had to, they were like, you're still Data, but also you're this, and he'd be like, okay, and he'd do it, and it was serviceable enough, but when he was that character, mm -hmm. how you play, you're, it's like you're a machine, but there's something else there, but not too much, and it's just, and I found myself, they do things where he would look at something, and you'd just be going, what is he thinking? <laughs> like, is anything going on, or is nothing going mm -hmm. on? And he always kept that, like, aura sort of mystery mm -hmm. about, it's like, what is this thing? And that's, that's what they true. wanted. Very they, neutral. Mm -hmm. Neutral, but there was all, you always felt like something else is there. Oh, but he sure. wouldn't let it all the way out sure. yeah. enough to prove anything. Right. right. I mentioned Data's Day because it was such a good one for that's him. It. That I find interesting because it shows his, I mean, as much as a certain type of nerd likes to think that they are robots and, and that everything is, is very... Um, sort of mathematical and in terms of how they treat people and expect people to behave. That is very interesting because it's like, he's objective. He's objective about himself. He's objective about everything and he has to be because he's a robot and, and therefore can still like respect and communicate with someone who's just trying to kill him, essentially. It's yeah. like, who is just, because he recognizes that there's something uh, interesting there. It's like the good part of being a lot. Yeah, I guess it was it was like the Spock character, but it's less irritating. Also, like, that didn't ever make any sense. No. Like, you're not emotional until you are? Yeah, you're choosing <laughs> to not use it, and it kind of gets into all You can't so, like, lie? Just, yeah. What? Also, yeah. The, there was some silly stuff that they set off in the beginning with Data, like, you can't use contractions. It's like, what? It's <laughs> <laughs> talking about Lore Ken. That's how we know who the oh, bad robot is. Right, right. That's right, a disaster right. of a plot line right there. And right. that's not his fault. That's just terrible writing. And I love evil twins, but I know. come on. I mean, you have a couple of evil twins. <laughs> They're dead. <laughs> <laughs> those, quadruplets. Those Lord, and I got you know. two out of three. Yeah. <laughs> One I ate in vitro. Yeah. That's the easiest way to get rid of them. Mm. That's what I found. I know. A pound, what is it? Like a, an ounce of prevention? That's right. <laughs> Ew. What are some of your other favorite episodes, Jerrica? We were talking just before. We didn't talk too much. But we were saying, should we avoid like the obvious greatest episodes? Yeah, like, that's what I advocate Best for. of Both Worlds, which yeah. is, that is probably my favorite episode. Part one. Yeah. It's, it's great. probably my favorite episode of all time. I'll never forget seeing it for the first time. Ron Jones did the music. Yeah. So that's probably one of my favorites but there are like a million one of my favorite moments and again i haven't seen yeah what is one of, of your favorite episodes out of the ones you've seen 
I'm gonna blow your mind here. Yes. Season one, episode two. Oh my god, naked now. <laughs> oh, see, that's a, that's a, that's from the old show. The naked time was the name of the episode on the yeah, original. Yeah, that was a series. repurpose phase two. And they were like, let's just do it again. Everybody acts like an idiot. It's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Nancy loves when people like fall over. (laughs) It was like, I was having an okay time. I was like, Tasha's a bit like, like, she wasn't drunk. She was just like really horny. But it was as soon as Picard was affected and he just kind of like stumbles over to crush her. He's like, doctor, don't do this to me now. (laughs) (laughs) It's he, and then I just, yeah, it was them two in the episode. I loved it. I loved oh it. I like, can't wait to see where this goes. Yeah. But I can't believe they kept that will they, won't they going for seven seasons. That's skill. Most rom-com <laughs> series can't pull that off for more than three. Uh, yeah. But it was the, just this hanging background yeah. thing. And that is, again, another really interesting thing is that they have this shared history, shared trauma. And they kind of address it in the first episode where she's like, I understand if you don't want me here, it's dumb. But there's yeah. a lot of other first episodes dumb. That just, having that established backstory and then like as you get to know the characters makes them more compelling knowing that their history goes back even further than sure. we do. No, What's I mean. the episode with the alien who's like the mental rapist? You shouldn't remember it like this. That's a good episode. Yeah. The what? Violations. It's good of you to come. It's the least I can do. You shouldn't remember him like this. Just like this. I have to face the fact that he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. And you, you have to go through Jack in the morgue like right. like 300 times because yeah. they say it would torture people with their own memories uh, and then he would get in there and like change every like change stuff so he was there and then they'd oh just God. be unconscious and with beverly it was it was he would do it to anyone who started to suspect what he was right. actually doing yeah so he got her with that troy's was an actual like a rape scene almost mm. and then he got Riker with something too yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was, was, that was a good episode. Yeah, it was good. It was I thought it was very, very interesting. It was dark. It was, oh, yeah, yeah, it was gross. And I like the dark ones. Yeah. Um, but uh, and I love those coats <laughs> that look like those doilies. look like. <laughs> honestly, I see that and I'm like, I could laser cut that. <laughs> <laughs> <Out of felt. laughs> yes. <laughs> Fashion or like, made or like goat vellum or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was an interesting one, and it's always cool to have little flashbacks. So I think any show is hard to sustain for seven seasons. Like, it's pretty rare that you get a show that is, like, across the board, pretty good for seven seasons, if not great. And from what I understand, season two is not either of your favorites. No, and I, I, what I find so interesting is that, like, basically for me it's, like, three on, and even three can be a bit touch and go. But the fact that <laughs> it only has, like, that sh- short period mm-hmm. but is so dense with quality and dense with ones that I want to watch again sure. is kind of amazing because it doesn't seem like a show that only had like three or four good seasons right but it kind of is with season one and season two there's ones in there there's ones in there that are unbelievably bad where you're just like this is kind of a disaster but then once in a while one pops up where you're like this is why this lasted like the ideas are there mm-hmm. but they're not polished mm-hmm. season two times squared that's a pretty good one. It's a great, to me, but now it faltered because you never find out what it is. Mm-hmm. At the end, they're just like, damn, what the hell was that? So you're like, that's not satisfying. But the concept of this thing coming from four hours in the future and how disoriented the passenger is, uh, which is uh, another Picard, mm-hmm. is amazing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the only way to stop the cycle is for one of them to be destroyed essentially you're right though that was one of the few kind of season two episode ones that i i watched and was like oh yeah and that's the kind of one where you watch and you go something's going on here like something could the show has some kind of legs to it that just isn't quite there yet i think you start to see where it's going to go exactly a lot of that at the time wasn't and i mean it is episodic so fine everything's different in every episode but that was sort of like oh okay like maybe this direction where things are just like there are no clear answers and nothing is black and white and you know it's it's it started to be comfortable with just sort of being like 
what if take this, this away yeah. <laughs> you know like yeah. like do what you will and they first meet the borg in that season yes in 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 season two, two. yes i guess they do you're right yeah, yeah, yeah. because of q because of q he pushes them forward and then he saves them because mm-hmm. he's such a twat yeah. but then at the end Picard sort of goes oh i guess they're coming for us now yeah because <laughs> they know what we are and yeah. sure enough by season three yeah, and then... Watch yeah. out for yourself, Captain, or they'll destroy you. You have to watch First Contact. First Contact, yeah. It's the best... The, I don't know if we're going to get into the films, but that's the best... Yeah, right, like, no. But that is the best film. There's I four movies? loved it, yeah. The middle two... Like, I think, I think Insurrection is not that bad either, but it's like a show. Okay. It's like watching an episode of the show. Oh, okay. But First Contact is bitchin'. So good. So did, would these come out in between seasons? Like no, the they summer? are. It's all at the end. They finished the show, and then they were like, "Time boom, boom, boom. for uh, oh, okay, for, okay, for a movie, for a feature film." That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. it was Mitchell Barrett who was saying that it was. So it was a strategic thing where they were like, "We can make more money with films." So do you think that's why they stopped after? Because the actors had signed on for eight seasons. Do you think that's why they stopped after seven? Is to make movies? Oh, I, I didn't. Know I that. think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think it was probably just a money thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because they chose to stop the show. Yeah, yeah, which, which is, seems surprising. Like, I mean, I, I have read that they were at a certain point. Let's say the episode where Jordy's trying to find his mom. And they were like, is this all we have left? <laughs> What's happening here? Um, what was that called? With the, it was like called um, Connection or um, Interface. Interface. Damn, I'm good. <laughs> we're both good. The block <laughs> yeah, I know. It's awful. Poor Jordy did not get a lot of good episodes. And then his mom isn't, like, is it, she's gone. Is it, it a race thing? What is it? Why? Well, he did end up being like... You know what? That's a good question. He was like the nerd nerd. Like, this guy couldn't make it with any woman. He couldn't yeah. get it to work. And you were just like, oh, Kuna Kinte. Why? <laughs> One does wonder if it was this sort of removal of any kind of sexual energy because he's black. That's what I think. Like, um, I always wondered about that. It's a real thing. Yeah, he was just like, he was harmless, right? He was rendered completely harmless. He falls in love with like, okay, give me a sec. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking booby trap. He gets oh, all, yeah. he, he like... <laughs> Finds out there's this scientist who helped design the ship, and they're trying to get it out of a trap. And he makes a hologram version of her to try to help. And you know, as soon as she shows up, you got this cheesy Doogie Howser <laughs> soundtrack music, and 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 she she's like, you know, like all cold, and he has to like give her a personality. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, he falls in love with this fucking thing. <laughs> and then eventually, like, a, a number of episodes later, like a season later or whatever, the real character of that played by susan gibney comes on and 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 she's like she is a piece of work with a capital c like (laughs) yeah it's but you know he kind of wears her down but then he she finds this fucking hologram that he has of her and she's like when you touch the computer you're touching me (laughs) and she's like what What? the fuck (laughs) like he should have been arrest like he should have lost his job sure yeah, <laughs> totally well i also wanted to ask you like when okay so when they do an episode right, season three hollow pursuits oh to me this was a direct commentary on a star trek fan right like barkley was the ultimate star trek fan he was like i'm gonna go holodeck and i'm gonna have did you watch yeah, it yeah okay so he makes it so that these people will do anything. I hadn't thought and about you, that before. That's really interesting. You wonder, interesting, you're yeah. like, you're like, first of all, that would be my worry with a holodeck from minute one. Yeah, is sure. that weird shit? <laughs> Who will clean up the cum? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I loved the whole, like, this is somebody writing their own fan fiction. Yeah. Should they have kept that character going? No. It should have been a one-off because yeah. it's so annoying. They kept bringing him back. Oh, did they? But that episode was kind of interesting to me, as goofy as it was. Like, mm-hmm. all holodeck episodes are a little goofy, but that was interesting to mm-hmm. me, because you're like, yeah, like a mentally unstable person could go nuts in here. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about the gay episode. So many good ideas there, and then so many questionable actions within the plot to me. I have to admit, I'm not as fresh on the yeah, outcast. It is not okay. one of my go-tos. I just wanted to point it out because we do a lot of gay stuff on this podcast. Do we? And that was like their attempt 
at their li- at, at at tackling like the inequality yeah. of gay people. It's re- it seems really black and white now. Actually, to me, it almost seems like a trans episode now. That's, that they that's, wrote that's by accident. Was trans, yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah. they didn't mean it to be that way. Because she was saying, like, sure, we have families guess. and we do this. And yeah. why are we different from you? Like, they're making it very basic. My question was, why use Riker as the yeah. Riker is not dating a small woman with no chest and the questionable genitals. Yeah. Like, like he, well we don't know right? right they say that they like they like fertilize a pod or something like they have completely yeah. different yeah. sexual yeah like to me i was like no Riker would have been the guy who went down with the person like Worf did at the end he's like i'm gonna come and help you right. get her out of there that would have because Riker's a good guy but he's not that guy that falls in love with this person it had to be it could have been Picard. It could have been one of the women. Mm. Sure, yeah, it that could have been, been anybody else. But I yeah. thought that he made the show goofier than it should have been. Unfortunately, I mean, part of the problem was I think that they went way too far with the idea that these people are neutral, and then so that character had no personality. Yeah. And so there was nothing to fall in love with. No. You know, if that had, no. if that had been something else, because yeah, if she'd been fabulous. Yeah. Maybe I would have exactly. believed it. Exactly, and could have looked like, the same way. Chalk and but cheese. It, exactly. I know. So that was that was a big problem, is I think they took this idea of being neutral a bit too far. Yeah. I think what they probably wanted to do is take the quote-unquote everyman in the show that the audience is going to like relate, the dudes are going to relate to the That's most, right. and yeah. be like, see, it's, we can put him in a situation, we're going to make him comfortable in it to the point where he falls in love with them, and yeah. then... That's going to be a good conduit for her conversation afterwards of all these straight people who can talk about it. But, yeah, I mean, execution versus intention. Right, like, I can, I can see that too, yeah. but I don't think it works in actual practice. No, like, I was just a lot like, of that episode doesn't mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, I yeah. do remember it making quite an impression on me because I was stunned by how black the ending was. Yeah. And that was that was a statement. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she was brainwashed. She's like, no, I'm fine. She's, I I'm feel great now. Yeah. Yeah. That it, because it was it was so interesting and so good. She has that speech in the like the their speech courtroom. is quite good. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. It's it's and then even her conversations with Riker um, about how you know people who are born identifying with a gender they have to hide and live in secret and seek each other out and things like that and there was a lot of really interesting conversations about gender roles that are still hold up in terms of you know the conversations we're having today but then it's just they don't stick the landing and it's it's uh i thought they did because i think they're saying this is us like all things that they yeah. show are really happening in humanity. Yeah. Like yeah. when they, when when the old Star Trek when when the Klingon world blows up, it's Chernobyl. But it's not happening to us; it's happening to them. Right. And this is this alien species, and they're like, "What a shame!" And at the end, when that dark, they're they're saying, "This is humanity right now." Hmm. Yeah. You know, we'll listen to these cute speeches and stuff, but the reality is, they're gonna be. Yeah. Uh, I so I feel like that, that was the end. That's why it hit me so dark. Because, of sure. course, they're horrified by it, and they just have to walk away. Right. So I'm yeah. curious about the timing. I mean, like, obviously the entire show coincides with this, but just, like, if this would have been more something they would have focused on because of the AIDS crisis. You know, like, obviously it's not a direct story, but it's it's certainly adjacent to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm wondering if that's something that would have brought that idea to the front. Well, yeah. the Chris is all these people like crying out, and like the Reagan administration just mean like it's not happening. Yeah, yeah. And I felt like it was a bit of that, Silence. especially with their their leaders going, "Oh, you think we're bad, but we're helping them, and this is the right thing to do." Right? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's very interesting. I really like episodes where there are alarms. Red alert! All hands stand to battle stations. Intercept course the Romulan ship. Shields up. Load all torpedo bays. Stand by phasers. Warp factor eight. Engage. I have this thing where like. Oh, that's every episode. I know. <laughs> no Red alert. But like when the shuttle bay doors are going up, that alarm like in in that's disaster. Do, 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 do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's in disaster. That's my favorite moment when they were bringing up the bird. That was another um, great scene that I was. Yes, with where they're Picard, stuck in the Jordian uh, uh, Crusher. Jordy and Crusher. Yes. Yeah. And they... They have to blow the shit out of there. Yeah. 
so good. It was amazing. So the alarm, yeah. or like, the, anyway, I just love that alarms. That is a good so episode. They're rumbling right. on alarms on, on, uh, in Timescape, and then yeah. they're going backwards, and they're, ah, drama. I Later feel like the I last liked. season they really got experimental, too. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just like, what if we did this? Yeah. And they're like, why not? We're almost done. So they would do it. Yeah, so I, I, I kind of lump these together, like masks and phantasms and dark page and... So what are your feelings about Picard? What, the you know, upcoming the upcoming um, series. I'm excited. January twenty third, twenty twenty. Yeah, like it may be completely different, and I'm trying to like prime myself for that. In mm -hmm. fact, no, sorry, it will be completely different. Mm -hmm. But I, you want that spirit to be there. Yeah, I think it's you. One has to go into it open minded. I would say. How did you feel in the trailer when you saw that Captain Picard Day sign? Did you? Uh, <laughs> what? No, he, he texted me. He's like, I cried when I saw the like, captain. Yeah, I was like, I know. It was just like, what can we do to like twist and like, <laughs> into these fucking nerds? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, how will they both cry and cream at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was. That was. Oh, that was perfect. Like, it was perfect. Yeah. Captain McCarthy. There's just a little te one episode. There's a teaser at the start of the episode where they're they're doing this thing for the kids on the ship called Captain McCarthy. I, I just Picard's watched that like, one. Yeah. what the actual fuck? Yeah, he's like, but Riker children. is loving it. He wants the doll. He does the little impersonation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what. That's all there is. And, oh, and that's, that, for it that, they put that sign wow. in the trailer, and everybody puked. Damn. Yeah. Damn. That, you see, like that's the kind of thing though where they have that little human touch when you see just see them start to become like friends yeah. and actually like establishing relations and the fact that he can sort of like joke Even around and be like is is great is when they start being able to be more human with each other because the ranks are breaking down you know sort of barriers between that and my god if i don't weep every time deanna says you were always welcome at the poker game oh, I, I know like when, what a brilliant ending oh my yeah, yeah. god like that's how you go out on a high too yeah. that's why i'm glad they stopped the show yeah it's like i'd rather see it end like boom than mm. like then sort of stutter to an end yeah and that was just breathtaking yeah. ending. It was, the whole episode was pretty good. The fact yeah, that they said, okay, we're going to write a mirror episode to like encounter at Farpoint, mm -hmm. which stinks. <laughs> and they did it. And it yeah. worked. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's honing your writing skills over, or honing your writing staff mm -hmm. over seven seasons. The fact they were able to pull that off. Least favorite episode. Okay, let's... Get rid of Shades of Grey. Just get that off the top. Yeah, that's the like the fucking clip show. Oh. Yeah. Out, out, writer's Strike. That'll do it. Yeah. That was in season two? Yeah. Yeah, the finale. I don't have a least favorite. I like all the That's good for that you. <laughs> <laughs> that's <really nice. laughs> we already mentioned Interface. <laughs> interface, yeah. That's but, one of mine. Um, one I really... I mean, and there are some that I... I can't even imagine me sitting down and watching them. Like Family. Family. I love that episode. Okay, I can't handle Family. There you go. Like, I can't handle it. I like, I really like the, the data part. That's cool. But um, it's, I think it's just like, it's too, it's too much for me. Right. It's too much for me to handle Picard being like. Because that stuff's beautifully acted. I That's know. It's great it's, it's stuff not, down This is very personal. He's basically talking about being raped. Essentially, he's talking about, yeah. because he's talking about when he was, like, taken over by the Borg. It's the oh. one right after those. They yeah. sort of go to do a recovery episode. Yeah. Season four. The only show that had yeah. no scenes on the bridge. I mean, I think we can also just sort of eliminate Sub Rosa because... No, that's my winner. <laughs> that's my absolute winner. Look at, look at Donna here trying to eliminate it because it's a Beverly episode. No, I'm trying to eliminate oh. it because it's so bad it's no. not even worth like, considering. No, but it's so late in the series yeah. that you're like, what? I known better. What season is it? Seven. Seven. Where everything's, go everything's going great. We're lit. We're popping. And they're like... Hey, I've got a kooky idea. <laughs> Let's say that Beverly's grandma dies. She like goes to the funeral and she's like, oh my God, she has this like old lantern that like a spirit lives in. And now yeah. he, and she's written about this guy she was seeing in her diary. And now that spirit's going to come out and seduce me. No. And take me over. And this show is going to end with my grandma coming up out of her fucking grave. What? And you're like, 
what am I watching? Oh what my is god. This? Is that their Halloween episode, I wonder? And I felt wow. terrible for her. Like, sure. it wasn't her fault. She's having sex with, like, a gaseous entity. Oh my god. You're just like, what is going on? Yeah, it must have looked good. On sure. But I Because th- I do think, like I was saying, like, in season seven, they were trying stuff. Because they're like, we're on our way out. Right. Mm. What if the Enterprise had a little baby? Let's do that. Like, it becomes intelligent. <laughs> Gross. Right. But right. that show kind of works. Yes, it did. Okay. Kind of works. and But they're it's also going, what if we do this? Right. And they missed. Yeah. They just missed. So there are ones that I like don't like as much. No, this I, has to be the worst. Oh, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> and I'm so not in the majority on this one, but I can't stand Darmonk. We were going to talk about this! <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I just couldn't. Darmark, that's so funny to I me. Hate that. <laughs> I know, look. And this is about like, I think, a like, renowned episode. I think like, like university God. courses have been taught on yeah. it. Like, it's like that level of... <laughs> And I'm like, I can't do it. I'm like, no, this is dumb. Did you know they were at Tanagra? I did. I heard that (laughs) a few times. (laughs) They repeat the same words through the whole episode because the captain gets trapped on a planet with an alien captain. Picard doesn't know, and the captain knows. Is the other captain is that there's this monster they're gonna have to like kill an invisible together. monster. An invisible monster. Oh my god! I think it's a masterpiece. Okay, so you but, do like it, but some of us don't like emotional struggle. It's not that. <laughs> that's right. Not emotional that's struggle. I saw like dark page. But um, <laughs> fuck off! You don't yeah. transport someone to another captain. Without their consent, and then True. start speaking this random language to them. That so, why why do you like it? I think why I are you wrong? I, I why am I wrong? I think I like it for the reasons that every other person <laughs> in the world <laughs> likes it, which mind. is these incredible scenes between this alien who is also great, a great actor as well, yeah. and Picard on the planet amidst the like total strife of the young ones up on the ships right Right. trying to like it and you because you see the the frustration and the hostility of not just simply not being able to understand each other very symbolic Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and then what happens when two people even not understanding each other cooperate and it Mm -hmm. sounds very basic but it's very it's very effective General trivia. I'm nervous. Donna's gonna get every You're gonna, single no. question. <laughs> um, if you just shout it out if you know it. Uh oh. It's gonna be an editing nightmare. It's gonna be a mess. What did Patrick Stewart hate about the set of the captain's ready room? The fish? Yes. <laughs> did it smell? No, nope, he was at odds with uh, them having uh, animal in captivity. Yeah. With their ethics. Very British. Dear God. <laughs> Is I was going to say the sofa because it seems so low to me. It seems like it's too sure. low. Sure, yeah, yeah. That would bother me. <laughs> I feel like that's very you specific. Yeah, it like, is. That looks low. I don't know if I'd want to get up after that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to take me a good shove up. Yeah. In one episode, Data is sporting a full beard that he shows off to a couple of guests inside his quarters, but that beard two. is never seen again after he beams down to a planet with an away team. Mm-hmm. What is that episode title called? It's like season two. He's weird round. He room. does it like because Riker does it. He's like, yeah, it is a full distinguished da 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 beer. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. It's just at the teaser. I yeah, mm. it's not like Skin of Evil, is it? No, 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 no. Um, no, no, no. Because no. <laughs> that would be too funny for Skin of Evil. Skin of Evil's hilarious. <laughs> um. I don't know. Actually, I could watch Riker screaming, Data, something's got me, and getting pulled into that black pool all day long. Just on a gif. Just on a loose. Uh, totally. Okay, I, I, I give up on this one. Yeah, me too. The schizoid man. Yes! Oh, and that's yeah. not that funny either. But he... That's a Data episode. That's another ridiculous episode. It is a weird episode. That's the beginning Letters of let's get, let's get Data to play everything. Oh. Who is the only person to play themselves in this series. Stephen Stephen Hawking! Hawking. Nice! (laughs) (laughs) Thought of at the same time. Uh, Yes, girl? In what episode 
was uh, were Wesley's eyelids physically forced open while he's being held the down. Game. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we are good. <laughs> what did producers almost give Deanna Troy three of? Breasts. Breasts. Yes. Yes. Because they were inspired by the Total Recall. Yeah. Is that what it was? I think so. Oh. And they just wanted it to be hoarier. I think yeah. that was probably more <laughs> when it They're was. like, you know what, cancel it, just put her in a score. Those are hot, right? <laughs> I, okay, I loved, first of all, when they decided, when Gene Roddenberry was like, put the men in those. I know. That was, that was Donna's was favorite day. I was just like, <laughs> but like, fantastic. What yeah. Are well, it sh- it's supposed to be gender neutral, even though it looks like a mini dress. <laughs> so, I was like, yeah. Because yeah. it's it's shorts, but with a thing across. Yeah, it's, it's a squat. Squat. But it's I a like sport, I like that they were smart enough. They're like, oh, if we're going to put guys in these, like, they're going to have to have really nice legs. Yeah. And then they did. <laughs> That's right. I was like, okay. Yeah. In what episode do Picard and two other Starfleet officers... Uh... <gasps> Allegiance. No, sorry. <laughs> You have to, let's let him finish okay, the question. Sorry. No, it's good. If you get it right, that's going to be impressive. They're painting, they're each painting a portrait of a nude woman posing yeah. for them in 10 forward. Mm-hmm. Picard so it's it's two... completely unrelated to the plot, which is why it's harder. Mm-hmm. Picard and two other Starfleet officers are each painting a portrait of a nude woman posing for them in 10 forward. God, I just barely remember this. I remember Data walking by and commenting on it. <laughs> oh, oh, that's this, right. This totally... Uh, it's not not lessons. It's sort of a weird episode too. Like it's you're right. It's not related to that in any way. It's a tease. It's the teaser. I feel like it's a show I don't actually like that much. I give up. Yeah, me too. A matter of perspective. Is that the oh, thing with Riker and yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah, 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 yeah. holodeck bullshit? That's why three, I've three seen episode, it like two times. It, yeah. It's not a good one. Not so, to me. I you know what the first time I saw it, I remember being like, oh, this is interesting. I like it. And then I rewatched it, and I'm like, oh. Stupid. Okay, here's an easier one. What instrument does Riker play? Trombone. Yes. <laughs> you all had a wild stroke. <laughs> the like saxophone. Yeah, the saxophone. Jazz. <laughs> what do you play? Okay. Contemporary. Jazz. Also, first season one, I really like one one zero zero one zero zero one. I love that. That's good. Yeah. Minuet. And then he brings her back. Then they brought her back. That God was smart. Love that was really smart. That was smart because Riker's too dumb to figure out he's in a fantasy world unless he sees a woman he knows is a fantasy. And he's <laughs> like, wait, something's not right. I bonked that woman and she was a hologram. <laughs> she can't be my wife. That can't be right. And they're like, whoops. Okay, so half of this question you've already answered. Which episode did an original Star Trek character appear and who was it? There was more than one. Yeah, there was three. Were there? Yeah. DeForest Kelly in Encounter at Farpoint. Oh my god. Um, Relics had Scotty. Scotty. What's his face? And then Spock was in like a, a few of them. Spock was in two. Um, Leonard Nimoy was in. And also Sarek was in Sarek. That was awesome. That was a good episode. Okay. Yeah. So that's probably my favorite episode with a returning character would be that one. Yeah. And it also, because it was like a step removed, it's not like... Scotty, you right, know what right, I mean? Right, it was right, just right. this other character. Yeah, was so good. And he was in like I think he was in two because he, he was in what, Sarek, well, and then he was in uh, whatever. When he was dying, he was yeah. yeah. Unification part one and two mm-hmm. is what Spock was in. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, go on. No, it's good. I bet. <laughs> We're all that's great today. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Episode title: Jordy is shot by a blast from an alien's handheld weapon while attending an event down on a planet. Shortly after, his visor detects something unusual on a table. Oh, Starship Mine. Damn. So, are the episode titles, is that like something? Because I I never pay attention to that on any TV show. I think I wouldn't know any other show. Yeah. It's not like, if you ask me Buffy titles, I would know like two. Right. But ask me what Up the Long Ladder is. Oh, God. You'll get a full answer. (laughs) Yeah. It's definitely about... The Icarus. Ask me about the Icarus factor. And I'll be like, that's some bad acting. Wait, is is Icarus factor the one where Wesley gets abducted? No. no, it's the one where Riker's dad comes onto the ship and oh. acts even like a worse actor <laughs> than Riker, and then they hit each other with big sticks. The but only thing I liked amazing. about that episode was his interaction with what's her face? The doctor? Yeah. Yeah. Pulaski. You can yeah. say her name. The thing is, I don't think I like that actor on Edge. I've never. <laughs> what, what was the new doctor's name? Pulaski. 
I know who she is. But we all know who she is. I didn't like her on Batman as a voice. Great. I didn't like her in... Here we go. Whatever the John Ritter movie fil- film was where she plays... All I remember is that the tagline for this movie is Holland, where's the baby? <laughs> Raising Arizona? What? <laughs> Holland, where's the baby? What name was given to Picard when he was assimilated by the Borg? Locutus. Nice. What was the name? Which is Latin. What was the name of the ship that Picard was first captain on? Stargazer. Nice. In the episode of The Conundrums, the crew discovers they are supposedly at war with mm. what race? Oh, that's a good one. It's a made-up thing, too, right? No, they're not made up because it's the one where they have that like fake executive officer. Yeah. Is I that, like I have some curly face. A curly no, guy? no idea. Uh, oh, is it the? Wait, 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 wait. It's not the Lysirians. It is. Hey, nice one. Well, nice. See, not all supermodels are stupid. Come <laughs> <laughs> she said. Cheekbones are full of brains. <laughs> That was so impressive. <laughs> was it? Was it? Truly, I was. That, well, the episode uh, nerds. Was, but you know, I think it's. I think it's impressive. One of the, okay, so one of my one of my greatest moments was I was at. Oh, this is gonna be tragic. <laughs> I had cystic acne. Um, I um, I was at a one of the comic book conventions. Something, some sort of nerdy convention, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, for a friend with a friend's birthday thing, and there were like a bunch of Star Trek people, like, and there were some com badges on display, or you could buy, or and sort of, and then, and then one of the one of the guys is in uniform is like, oh, that was the one from the episode of da da da, and I was like, I think I was dressed as like a Sandman character, and I'm like, oh no, actually that's the episode where Riker was taken captive by that kid on the planet, future imperfect, and and he's like, no, it was. Oh, yeah. And he cried. <laughs> I, I out Star Trek oh, a Star God. Trek nerd yeah. in full regalia. Yeah, that's because right? you're more than that. Yeah. You're more than that. See, not you're on transcended. My yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's something that is so comforting about this show, and it was so lucky to have Patrick Stewart get onto it, you know? Like, that's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Yeah, he made that show happen. Yeah. As, as good or, or as not good as anybody else was he was the show there's no question to me and it is it's like going back and seeing your friends more than any other show that i watch when i put it on i feel like i'm back in an actual place yeah well i'm glad we were able to do a tng episode finally that was satisfying i'm thrilled (laughs) thank you so much for coming in i'm so glad like when we have these guest episodes it's so nice to have someone else to like really bring yeah uh, do you want to come back sometime yeah yeah you want to come back about this again <laughs> sure. We should talk kidding, about kidding, Picard. Kidding. That's what there, we should yeah, talk about. Yeah, yeah. after we were talking about <laughs> no, doing another. Too fresh. Get me in twenty-five years. No. <laughs> Instant. Uh, no, no, no. We're gonna after every episode, we're gonna do a hot Skype session, and we're gonna have fresh takes. Fresh. <laughs> but we were talking about doing like a bonus after because it's Picard. ten weeks. I think we yeah. put it out. Ten episodes. It's so it'll be done in like May or something. Yeah. April so May. you'll be you'll be That's off cool. school. So, maybe then we'll do a wrap, wrap, wrap up of the last, the really last time we're going to see Picard on screen. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Captain Nancy. Thank you, Jerrica. Probably, and I mean, this more than like Doctor Who or any Star Wars thing is my favorite TV show, I think, probably ever. Go to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We are at Popular Parallax. You can go to popularparallax.wordpress.com online. And then, yeah, go to iTunes, uh, give us a rate, review, and subscribe. And let us know what your favorite episodes of TNG are. And, you know, any episode you mention, it's going to start a whole thing. (laughs) So, Happy New Year, and we'll see you in February. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm on a pleasure planet. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a hard one. I'm trying to read (laughs) on the beach on a sex planet. (laughs) Just because I have a horg on here, which is like telling you that I want some ass. (laughs) Doesn't mean I actually want some ass. I'm going on a grinder to chat. (laughs) Just looking for friends. (laughs) Networking.